Welcome to the Fraudcast. I'm Andrew Vogany, and today I'm joined by Joe Stevenson, Director of Digital Intelligence at Intertel, and we'll be talking all about big data. Joe Stevenson, the Director of Digital Intelligence at Intertel, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Let's talk about big data. You and I were talking earlier, and we think we're at the beginning of a revolution here. What is the deal with big data in insurance? Well, yeah, and I think that's, uh, we have to put it in perspective, uh, especially when we think about time. So everybody uses the term big data, but what we're really talking about is the mass collection of information that is growing exponentially every day. Uh, so, you know, you think about how much data or how much information was actually cataloged and collected in the 1800s, the 1900s. And now we have a situation where we're amassing uh, so much data that we're, you know, doubling or tripling the amount of information we had the day before or the week before. I mean, we're talking, you know, 300 hours of YouTube videos going up every minute, you know, so it's it's just massive amounts of information. and question is going to be, how do we manage that? How do we get through all that? Yeah. So big big data, what is big in, in terms of an insurance company, for example? How much data are they collecting? What do they have access to on a, on a given year, a week, a day? Yeah. So when carriers, I think, traditionally think about big data, they're thinking uh, too granular. They think about, okay, what is our adjuster inputting for information what records are we receiving, you know, whether that's a, an ISO or some medical records or an accident report. And I don't think they truly understand how much data is actually being generated that they collect every day. So uh, every time somebody gets on their mobile device and hits their online application form, there's data being transmitted there that tells you what type of device they're on, how many minutes they spend on there. Um, you know, uh, do they go back and make changes on the application form to see whether or not they could get their premium lower? Uh, what's the uh, EMI number or IEMI number uh, associated to that phone, which doesn't change? So you can pull the SIM card out. It might be a different SIM card. All that data is actually being transmitted to them. Uh, and when we think about devices communicating with carriers, um, how much of that data is actually useful to us in an anti-fraud perspective, uh, you know, application fraud, claims fraud, um, or even just a, a marketplace where you could actually use that for, you know, your insure tech, you know, what's, is there a phone that's used more often that we might want to create an app for because we're going to get better return uh, on that investment versus spending time developing it on another platform? Um, so I think carriers miss that mark a lot of times. Yeah. It, it can be information overload. I know for me, I need two choices. Give me two choices. Let me make my decision. I can move on with my day. But when I have 10 choices, I, I get lost. I don't know what to do. So right. with this huge, we talk about data lakes or, you know, there's all different terms for you. You've got hundreds of thousands of hours or volumes or, I mean, it, it can be insurmountable, right? How do carriers manage this? You mentioned from maybe a marketing perspective, from an anti-fraud perspective, the amount of data that's going to come in is only going to grow. How do they manage it to their benefit? 
Well, I think that's what they have to start thinking about now. We, you know, we tend to be reactive in certain industries. Uh, I think anti-fraud to some degree has always been reactive. Claims tends to be a little bit reactive. At least that's my experience in the past. Um, we always think ahead when we're talking about insurance with marketing and underwriting. Um, but when you talk about all this data, you know, a lot of it's going to be unstructured. So you have, you know, legacy systems that don't communicate with newer systems, but you have bridges. Um, you know, there's software being developed consistently. Um, you mentioned data lakes. Data lakes is a perfect example of where you have the ability to throw in data from all kinds of different resources and then have a program that can actually go out and grab the data that it's looking for from those different sources, whether it's structured or unstructured, and, and actually make heads or tails of it. That technology is available, but it comes with an investment. Right. Um, and I think the carriers that are willing to invest in those types of systems or that technology now are going to be the ones that survive because you know, you're going to have to start competing with carriers who are thinking about technology. Um, who are streamlining their processes. Uh, and if you're not, then I think you're going to quickly fall behind. Do you have a piece of advice for carriers who are maybe just embarking on this or frustrated or stuck? Yeah, you know, it, it's tough because every carrier is going to have its own nuances. You know, you're, you know, Lemonade is a perfect example of a, of a carrier that came out and kind of set, uh, you know, some innovation with regards to, you know, renter's insurance. Um, and, and they're doing a good job, but it's going to be difficult to move that model over to, say, auto. Um, so you have to think about what it is your lines of business are and what you're trying to accomplish. But I think my advice to carriers would be don't look at just one aspect of your business when you're doing this. Look for something that's going to give you a total solution. Take into account claims. Take into account anti-fraud. Take into account marketing. You know, look at the whole grasp of things. When you're building uh, applications or software, um, look at how that's going to interact or, or what that data that you're collecting can actually do for another side of the house. Uh, too often we see carriers working in silos to solve one specific business problem and they leave the rest of the organization out of it. So it's a really good Place. Joe, always enjoy talking to you and hearing your insights. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to the Frist Fraudcast on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to check out our other great insights on Frist.com. Frist.com.